So the more we learn about Ron DeSantis's Martha's Vineyard immigrant stunt, the more we realize it was certainly immoral. It was certainly unethical. It was certainly a waste of Florida taxpayer money to send immigrants that were in Texas to an island off the coast of Massachusetts. Those things we all know. We know that it was dishonest because we have now learned that the immigrants were indeed enticed with false promises of all sorts of goodies at the end of the rainbow, for lack of a better term. But now there's a new question. And as often is the case with the very people who claim that they are all about law enforcement and due process and doing everything correctly and law and order or law and auto, as Donald Trump has said before, uh, it may not have been legal either. And there is a very, very good article in NPR about this uh, on NPR.org by Valerie Crowder. And I'm going to tell you some of the key points here that are now in question about whether this was legal or could it have been illegal human trafficking? So. The first aspect to this is that Ron DeSantis described the flights on which the immigrants were taken to Martha's Vineyard as voluntary when he was speaking at a press conference on Friday. It appears that that was a lie. Um, immigration law experts say that actually what happened was the trafficking of migrants. When you lie to people to induce them to come somewhere to the US or whatever, in order for something that is not true, you are participating in what is functionally speaking the same type of trafficking where young girls are tricked into going wherever uh, with the promises of whatever it is they're promised. And then they're actually um, forced into prostitution. As an example, the dynamic is exactly the same. And we've now learned that these immigrants were told you're going to be fl uh, flown to Boston. They weren't. They were flown to Martha's Vineyard. You'll get expedited work papers which was not actually what was waiting for them in Martha's Vineyard. And instead, what happened was churches and shelters and aid groups, as NPR writes, did the best to accommodate them uh, on an island with an extraordinarily low population and very limited resources. Now, then we heard from a Tallahassee based immigration attorney, Elizabeth Ricci, also quoted in this NPR article, who says there is a good faith argument to be made that when you lure migrants onto planes with false promises of jobs, you are making them victims of fraudulent human trafficking. Think of that. That is what the governor of Florida has potentially engaged in here. They were told, oh, you might uh, you're going to get this, you're going to get that. Now, here's the unbelievable part. If indeed these individuals are determined to have been the victims of fraud and human trafficking, they could automatically qualify for visas here in the United States. What Ron DeSantis may have illegally done could we don't know yet actually genuinely expedite these individuals to legal status here in the United States. Ricci explained, quote, an enticement like that, regardless of whether you sign a waiver, is fraud. And that's part of the definition of human trafficking. I think that everybody on those planes has a case to legalize as a direct result of being transported by the governor. Republicans will do illegal things. And if they get arrested or prosecuted, they will claim they are merely political prisoners, that they're being treated unfairly. This is what happened after the January 6th riots. The January 6th rioters, and there were hundreds of them, I think the number is up to seven or eight hundred, although it may even be over a thousand. They were 
um, uh, acting criminally. And then once the law caught up with them, uh, these the claims started to be made of, well, they're, they're not being given the right food in jail. They're being held unfairly in jail. Pretrial detention is unfair. These are victims of politics. They're being punished because of their opinion about an election. This is the move. So without a doubt, if the law starts to catch up to DeSantis and whoever else for this absurd stunt, mark my words, and you know this, I don't have to convince you of this. They will claim they are actually the victims, the people who did this, who were just trying to prove a point. Now, one other thing, there are right wingers who think they're being really slick by saying something like the following. And there's versions of this floating around, you know, all you northern liberals talk about Texas and Florida and Arizona should just accept hundreds of thousands of migrants. And it's very easy to say from Vermont or from Massachusetts or whatever. But as soon as 50 people get to Martha's Vineyard, they are immediately deported out. Multiple things going on here. First of all, it's not a deportation when you're just flown from one state to another. That's number one. Number two, the intent of these immigrants was not to be in Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard is tiny. There's very few jobs. It's a very small economy and it's a very seasonal economy because of tourism. And we're heading into fall and then winter, which is low season in Martha's Vineyard. There's not the real opportunity for any jobs there. There's extraordinarily limited housing, et cetera. So there's really not the hypocrisy that the right wants to point out. Furthermore, they were lied to in so getting to Martha's Vineyard. And as I mentioned, it was not their intent. So th this this hypocrisy that the right is trying to expose in talking about the Martha's Vineyard thing, it's a joke. And we shouldn't allow them to turn that around because it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. If you want to see some real cringe on this entire Martha's Vineyard and just generally flying immigrants, busing immigrants around stunt, I have video for you today of Fox News sending. Listen, I don't know who speaks Spanish at Fox News. I, like, I don't know who they have that speaks Spanish, but one guy that multiple times have been has been sent to speak Spanish to migrants is a reporter named Griff Jenkins. That's not the guy on the screen right now. This is Steve Ducey, who's going to uh, cut to Griff Jenkins. It's hard to think of a more cringy video throughout the last couple weeks of this immigrant Martha's Vineyard, Washington, D.C. busing airplane fiasco than this video. Uh, Venezuelan migrants, mostly Venezuelan migrants, not all, were, quote, interviewed by Griff Jenkins, and he can barely speak Spanish. He has no idea what they're saying. The migrants can barely understand his Spanish. It almost seems like a parody. Take a look at this from our southern border have just arrived outside Vice President Kamala Harris's residence at the oh. Naval Observatory in Washington, D.C. By the way, this is also part of the stunt, right? Send a bus of migrants right to where Kamala Harris lives. It just this doesn't help anyone. This this is just a stunt. Griff Jenkins is live on the scene to oh, tell yeah. us more. Uh, Griff, uh, is that Massachusetts Avenue that I'm looking at right there? Yeah. Good morning, Steve, Anthony, and Brian. This bus just arrived moments ago. I talked to some of the folks. Apparently, this bus has come from Del Rio, Texas. That's what a gentleman on the bus told me. And he's, pardon me, Daydon Harris? 
So that way, if you <laughs> if you missed what that was, that was the Don Darius, the Don Darius. And even if you speak Spanish, it's like, what is he saying? What he's trying to ask is, de donde eres? Where are you from? That's the question. De Don Darius sounds more like a Kanye album. Venezuela. Okay, so he asks, she says she's from Venezuela, asks if she speaks English. She says no. See, no, no. La, la, la Presidenta Harris dice que frontera cerrado. Okay, so when he says there frontera cerrado, what he means is the border is closed. Um, Kamala Harris said the, the border is closed now. I don't know whether it's reasonable to think that Venezuelan migrants who have been on a bus for a, a whole bunch of time and coming through Mexico and all these things that they would necessarily be up on the latest declarations from Kamala Harris. So the entire thing is bad faith. But here's the answer. La frontera es cerrado or abierto? Abierto. Abierto. OK, so he asks, is the border open or closed? And she says it's open. And this is supposed to be some kind of gotcha moment. What she's saying, Steve, I asked her if Vice President Harris says that the border is closed. She says it's open as we see these migrants coming across now. We're not sure how many there are. We do know that according to Texas Governor Abbott's office, there have been about 7,900. Pardon me, do you speak English? I'm in English? No, amigo. De donde eres? Venezuela. Okay, so another individual correctly identifying De Don Darius as where are you from and says he's from Venezuela. Venezuela? Everybody from Toros, uh, Venezuela. Yep. So Griff asks, is everybody on the bus from Venezuela? And the guy says, uh, yeah, mostly, you know, it's a really difficult situation in Venezuela right now. So what this gentleman is explaining and Griff Jenkins has absolutely no idea what's being said. And it actually this would be the most interesting thing to translate is, yes, you know, it's been a really difficult trip. We've been traveling for days. They kind of screwed us in Mexico and we just we want to be here. We want to do things. We want to work. I, I believe he said um, this would actually be relevant to translate. But of course, they're not actually set up for that. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Buenos Aires. So I'm not going to be able to translate all of that, and I wouldn't even try because it wouldn't look good on live TV. But yeah, he has no idea what the guy said. As you can see, they're coming across here. All of these migrants. It appears to be at least 20 or so at this point. We have two buses. So what I was saying was, we know from Governor Abbott's office there have been about 7,900 migrants on over 190 buses coming to D.C. More than 2,200 on more than 40 buses to New York, and of course about five buses to Chicago with a little over 300 migrants. Let's see if we can get one more interview in Griff because they're just so good. I don't know theirs. De donde eres? De donde eres? No, no entiendo. So he says, I don't understand English, which is really funny because Griff appears to be trying to speak Spanish. And this guy's like, I don't, sorry, I don't speak English. Habla inglés? No, no, no. Okay. Hola. ¿Cómo estás? Bien. Now he's talking to a kid. Now he starts talking to a kid, at which point I'm going to cut the interview. Um, it seems like a parody is important to mention 
if all these folks are really coming over, it kind of seems to prove Trump didn't really build the wall, right? I mean, he claims he built it. And yet, of course, the wall could be defeated with $100 in supplies from a Home Depot, as we learned. So no great deterrent if it were built, but it wasn't. But Trump claims it was. And yet these folks are still here. So just another one of these pathetic displays. Get an actual Spanish speaking reporter who can translate. You know, the, the, the thing about it is. If you're going to try to communicate in Spanish. And you're going to struggle, that's OK, as long as then you have the ability to understand and explain what these folks are saying, because the guy there who told the story of how they came to be in the US traveling for days, Mexican immigrant, you know, all these different things. If you don't speak Spanish, you have no clue what the guy said. And Griff Jenkins just laughs it off by saying, I'm not going to try to translate all that. These people are pathetic and it's disgusting. Let me know what you think. Find me on Twitter at D Pacman. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. Imagine this scenario. You try logging into your email account to see that your password was changed a few hours ago, except you didn't do it. And then you get notifications of activity from your bank and from your credit cards, but you didn't do any of it. That is what identity theft is like. It can happen very quickly. And if you don't act fast, it can get worse. We've dealt with this at the David Pakman show. You can find videos about it. And that's why I protect myself now using Aura. Our sponsor Aura is identity theft protection, fraud monitoring, password management and an antivirus all in one easy to use app. Aura will monitor the dark web for your emails, passwords and social security numbers and will send you alerts quickly to your phone and email. Aura also gives you near real time alerts on suspicious credit inquiries, like if someone was opening a loan or a credit card in your name. And if you sign up at Aura.com slash Pacman, you will get a free two week trial, which you can use to see if your login credentials have been leaked online. I would want to know that right away. That's A-U-R-A dot com slash Pacman. The link is in the podcast notes. One of our sponsors today is BetterHelp. Uh, viewers of the show, listeners know I'm a big advocate of therapy. Uh, I think it's important to make it more accessible, remove any stigma that might be associated. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is therapy done entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. I'm a huge believer in talk therapy and BetterHelp is making it more accessible to more people. You can even find a therapist who specializes in certain areas, which maybe you can't find where you are geographically. There are lots of great benefits to doing therapy online. Get it off your chest. Visit BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com slash Pacman show today to get 10 percent off your first month. That's better. H.E.L.P. dot com slash Pacman show. The link is in the podcast notes. Plastic is everywhere we look and not enough is being done about it. One hundred billion plastic bags are used and thrown away every year. But you can help make a change. Our sponsor, Hold On, 
makes trash and kitchen bags that are heavy duty, plant based, non toxic and 100 percent home compostable, which means they break down in weeks rather than decades. They don't fill up our landfills. They don't pollute our oceans. Their zip seal kitchen bags come in sandwich or gallon bag sizes to fit your needs. And the best part about hold on bags is they work. I use them at home. They're just as good as all of the name brand bags. You fill them up, they stretch and they don't break. Everybody uses trash bags and freezer bags. If you care about the planet, you can do something by using hold on bags instead. And it's a really easy way to do your part to shop plant based bags and replace single use plastics all over your home. Go to holdonbags.com and you'll save 20% with the code Pacman at checkout. The link is in the podcast notes. The David Pakman Show is nothing but a community supported program. You can sign up at joinpacman.com and get instant access to the award winning bonus show. It's all awards we give. I'm glad to admit that. But a number of milestone awards now racking up for that bonus show. Sign up at joinpacman.com. Radical and very repugnant Republican, uh, repugnant Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene appears to have kicked a gun safety activist two times. And it's on video. Um, this is these are the people who say we're against violence, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It seems like they're against it only in certain cases. Uh, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene denies she kicked an 18 year old political activist in an incident caught on video in which it's pretty damn clear that that's exactly what she did. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene was walking uh, behind gun rights activist Mariana Pacora. Mariana Pacora is holding a uh, phone uh, recording and not once but twice in this video. I see Marjorie Taylor Greene deliberately looking down and appearing to kick Mariana Pacora. This is an elected member of Congress. Yes, elected by lunatics, but that this is the United States of America. Lunatics are allowed to elect whoever they want and lunatics are allowed to run. And sometimes they elect each other. Let's take a look at this video, see what you make of it. And uh, again, if, if you're just listening today, I'll, I'll describe it. The Second Amendment, how does the Second Amendment OK, so there's the first kick. Marjorie Taylor Greene kind of speeding up and you can tell that she just she steps on her or kicks her. And then Mariana kind of moves to her right. And then it happens again. And then it is again. a second kick. And of course, it's all under the guise of, oh, you're walking right in front of me and so closely and all of these different things. Oh, it's, it's all an accident. You're blocking the congresswoman. That's why she kicked you twice. You can't block members of Congress. You literally cannot. Yeah. So there's Marjorie Taylor Greene, and remember, she is um, in favor of due process, and she's in favor of the rule of law. Uh, she's for law and order. She's against violence, and yet you see that she very clearly kind of speeds up in order to kick her on the back of the leg and kicks her two or three times. This woman is truly the lowest of the low. It looks like assault to me. I hope Mariana Picara uh, presses charges. And um, you, the, initially there was a 
uh, camera angle that made it seem potentially accidental. There really seems to be no question here that it's intentional. It's just a question of can you actually demonstrate that or show it for sure. But think about how far you know, it's we've talked about their allegations are actually confessions. Oh, the Democrats are going to use voter fraud and try to steal an election. They don't win. It's what Republicans did. Right. And we have dozens of, of such examples when here it comes to this issue of we're against violence, but you should be able to talk about anything you want. Remember, they love saying that on Twitter. You should be able to talk about whatever you want. And there should never you don't we don't use physical uh, uh, accosting or violence or we don't do that is everybody should be allowed to talk and say whatever they want free from violence. Well, here is a public street where an activist goes to Marjorie Taylor Greene and asks a question about the Second Amendment, which is what they claim we should all be able to do. I mean, it's America after all. And Marjorie Taylor Greene kicks this woman at least twice, if not three times. Their principles don't matter once they are inconvenient. And questions about the Second Amendment in these formats are inconvenient to these Republicans. And so this is the outcome. It's truly despicable. I hope charges are filed. We're continuing our coverage of some of the most important and consequential races in 2022. One such race is the Georgia Senate election. This is the race in which Democrat Raphael Warnock is the incumbent. And on the other side, very disturbingly, Herschel Walker, former NFL football player, is the Republican nominee. There is a new series of videos of Herschel Walker at some kind of event. And in this event, you know, we've heard Herschel Walker be completely incoherent about the economy. We've heard Herschel Walker be completely incoherent about uh, gun violence. We've heard Herschel Walker be completely incoherent about social media. Here, he delves into issues of race relations and the Constitution and what he refers to as the 14th Amendment. Now, that is that's not my pronunciation. I want to be very clear. But this is another one of these examples where Walker looks visibly confused by the things coming out of his mouth. He doesn't seem to know what he's saying. And certainly no one in the room has any clue what this guy is saying. And he is even even in the polls with Raphael Warnock. This is one of the most important races. Not only is it important because if Democrats do hold the Senate, it may be by only one seat. And if this race doesn't go the way of Raphael Warnock, it could be because of Herschel Walker that Democrats lose control of the Senate. It's important for that reason. It's also important because this guy is so unqualified to be a senator that it really puts in serious relief. I guess I would say you really feel the texture of how absurd the modern Republican Party has become that they're willing to vote for a guy like this. So let's listen to this first clip about the 14th Amendment. I said, first of all, you read the Bible forgiveness. And I said, if you read the Constitution and the 14th Amendment, do you know our forefather was apologizing for the whiteness because they said every man be treated fair. But what has happened, we elected the wrong people to office that then picked that baton up and run with it. What they okay, do you, do you know what he just said? If you read the Constitution, the 14th Amendment, you know, our forefather was apologizing for their whiteness because they say every man be treated fair. 
But what has happened? We elected the wrong people to office that didn't pick up the baton and run with it. I don't know what that means. They left the baton there and complained about what was happening rather than trying to fix it. Yeah. And the woman to his left nodding. She seems to get it. I don't know what he's talking about, guys. I genuinely don't. And these are just the talk scrambled is the only way I can describe the talking points. Um, here's another example of this stuff. And, you know, what what is true is what has been pointed out by some of our viewers. He's doing like a red meat word salad. It's like a it's like a Republican red meat bingo, where even if it's completely scrambled in terms of its syntax, um, there are individual words there that are triggers to Republicans to get mad. We laugh, but they're talking about a green agenda. They get mad at me because I say I don't want any more trees. I don't. I want police officers. Right. So this is like mixing two things: green agenda. Oh, that's very bad. Very very bad. And I want police officers. Oh yeah yeah yeah. We support the police. I mean, okay, not the law enforcement officers that handled the search warrant at Trump's house, and not the Capitol police that were there on January sixth. We don't support them. But as a general concept, we support police officers. I want border patrol. I want somebody in my school to protect my kids. Eighty-seven RS agents. Eighty-seven RS agents. Now it's just a scrambled talking point. You guys might remember there's this talking point about Joe Biden's hiring eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents. Now the truth is, fifty-five thousand of them are over the next period of time because there's so many employees retiring from the IRS. It's just to replace them. We'll go over the details of those numbers Friday, but the talking point is 87,000 IRS agents. The talking point is a lie. And Herschel Walker calls the talking point 87 agents. They're laughing because I said trees. No, I don't want trees. I want police officers. Yeah. What I want to do is I can tell you this. I can tell you this. I happen to be doing the Julie was telling you about the theme weeks I was doing. He's doing a theme week. I don't know if it's infrastructure or whatever. And so what's the scariest thing about all of this? The the scariest thing about all of this is that if you look at the real clear politics average Georgia Senate Walker versus Warnock, you see that it is now a tie. If you look at the last four polls, it's Walker plus one in the right leaning Trafalgar poll, Walker plus two in an Emerson poll. Walker plus three in an insider advantage poll and Warnock plus six in a Quinnipiac poll. Now, I will tell you, I believe the Quinnipiac poll is probably the highest quality poll of the four. That's the one that has Warnock winning. But this is really scary stuff. The people of Georgia may send a man who can't explain his views on any issue to be one of 100 members of the Senate. If you're listening today and you'd like to take a look at those clips I just played, Head on over to our Instagram at David Pakman show and you can check out the full horror of those clips. The David Pakman show's longest running sponsor is Blinkist, the app that takes thousands of nonfiction books, boils each of them down into an explainer you can read or listen to in 15 minutes. Blinkist also condenses episodes of popular podcasts into 15 minute explainers. I've been using Blinkist for years to supplement the books I read. I love reading. I I read all the time, but there's even more books I don't have time to read. 
And you can often find those nonfiction books on Blinkist and consume the entire thing in 15 minutes. My favorite new feature on the app is Blinkist Connect, which lets you share your Blinkist premium account with someone else. You basically get two accounts for the price of one, and then you can also share Blinkist books and podcasts between users. I have a joint Blinkist premium account with my girlfriend. Blinkist Connect lets us sync together what books and podcasts we're listening to on Blinkist sparks many interesting discussions. We just listened to Robert Greene's The 48 Laws of Power, the new version. Robert Greene, super interesting writer, find his books fascinating. You can try Blinkist free for seven days and get 25 percent off a premium subscription at Blinkist.com slash David Pakman. That's B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash David Pakman to get Blinkist free for seven days and 25 percent off a subscription. The link is in the podcast notes. Who doesn't love a good cereal? The crunchiness, the sweetness, it satisfies in a serious manner. But then you grow up and now all the healthy cereals are boring and bland and they get soggy. And this is where Magic Spoon comes in. It is that sweet, crunchy texture you loved from childhood with zero grams of sugar, only four to five net carbs, perfect if you're doing keto, only 140 calories per serving, and packed with 14 to 15 grams of protein. Magic Spoon spent years developing the recipes. It's really the only cereal on the market to get the texture and the flavor right without the sugar and without a ton of carbs. They have flavors like cocoa, honey nut, fruity, peanut butter. Maybe you want to go adventurous. They've got blueberry muffin, maple waffle, cookies and cream, or cinnamon roll. That brings back memories. I love Magic Spoon. The whole team does. But if you don't, you'll get a full refund. But I know it's about to become your new favorite cereal. You'll get $5 off when you go to magicspoon.com slash Pacman. The link is in the podcast notes. Donald Trump held a rally in Ohio on Saturday night. It was ostensibly for J.D. Vance, who's the Republican Senate candidate there running against Tim Ryan. This was the most cultish Trump rally I have ever seen. A new staple at the Trump rallies is that when Donald Trump is doing his kind of final build to his make America great again, make America safe again, they now play. I don't even know, like like an esoteric musical bed that almost seems fake. It almost seems like a parody. This is the one of the strangest moments I've ever seen at any political rally ever. Globally, experts on fascism and cults are pouring over this video like the Zapruder film. Take a look at this. We are a nation that allowed Russia to devastate a country, Ukraine, killing hundreds of thousands of people, and it will only get worse. And what you can see there is the cult people holding up a single finger. Now, there's two. There's a bunch of interpretations of this. One is there's this QAnon thing, which is like uh, I, I forget exactly. It's like WWG one WGA. And what the phrase means is where one of us goes, we will go together. And so the one that is being held could be the one from that QAnon thing. Another interpretation is 
they're doing the Heil Hitler, but with a single finger to make it less crazy looking. I don't think that that's what this is. It's insane. But this is a very serious cult. It would never have happened with me as your commander in chief. And for four long years, it didn't happen. And China with Taiwan is next. We are a nation that has weaponized its law enforcement against the opposing political party like never, ever before. We've got a federal bureau of investigation that won't allow bad election changing facts to be presented to the public where Hunter Biden's laptop. Folks, this is the United States. This is a former president was Russian disinformation when they knew it wasn't and a Department of Justice that refuses to investigate egregious acts of voting irregularities and fraud. And we have a president who is cognitively impaired and in no condition to lead our country, which may end up in World War Three. <laughs> yeah, somehow I don't think so. We are a nation that no longer has a free press and has no fair press any longer. Fake news is all you get, and they are truly the enemy of the people. We are a nation where free speech is no longer allowed, where crime is rampant like never before, where the economy has been collapsing, where more people died of COVID in 2021 than in 2020. We are a nation that is allowing Iran to build a massive nuclear weapon and China to use the trillions of dollars it has taken from. All right, let, let's pause it here. Like nothing I have ever seen before. Truly and completely fascistic. These, these are sort of like dictatorial wet dreams. I mean, this, this would make Fidel Castro blush, quite frankly. Um, Later on, a lot of other of the typical things also happened during this speech. Later on, Donald Trump seemed to forget where he was, like where he was giving the speech, and he referred to it as this location. William McKinley, you know, he's a great president. He was the king of tariffs. That's why I like him, because he said that uh, we don't want other foreign powers coming in here and stealing our wealth. He was hailed from right here. He came in from this right this location. <laughs> That's the best. He was th- such an important place he was from. It was from right this here where we are now. Um, Donald Trump still completely scrambled on Ulysses S. Grant, continuing to, first of all, it's weird how much Trump refers to Ulysses S. Grant. And it's also weird that he keeps calling him Ulysses. For their beloved country, Ohio is the state that gave us. American heroes, icons and legends with names like Neil Armstrong, Annie Oakley and the great general and president Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> there is Ulysses. Uh, still, I mean, you, you would think someone would come up to him with tears in their eyes and say, sir, it's Ulysses. Uh, Donald Trump uh, bemoaned the claims about a urine tape (laughs) involving Trump saying it was really tough to explain that one to Melania in the phony steel dossier. It was all phony. How would you like to be me and go home and explain that one to my wife? (laughs) Darling, it wasn't true. I swear it wasn't. 
Remember that one? With the hookers from Russia. <laughs> Darling, I'd like to explain this to you. It was all phony. It was all a phony made up. Yep, it was all fake. And then lastly, it wasn't all fun and games. There was a moment where the crowd in, in Ohio was so bored that they were in complete silence. And at one point in this clip, if you're watching, you'll see the camera cut to the crowd. They are they almost look like statues. And 100 percent would have never happened, should have never happened. But we gave now <laughs> 80 billion dollars and Europe has given six now. Europe is a similar size when all added up to the United States, the economy, Europe, if you add it all up. And they're in for a lot less money than us. And, you know, it's a sad thing because they're in for less, but they're affected a lot more than we are. Yeah, just an electric environment there, an electric atmosphere. So a deranged rally in Ohio was supposedly in support of J.D. Vance at one point during the thing. Trump actually made fun of J.D. Vance. It's all backwards. It was all completely uh, people's brains are turning to mayonnaise at these rallies is what it seems like. And of course, the att attendees weren't much better. Let's look at that next. I have a we're going to look at a couple of videos from attendees at the Youngstown, Ohio Trump rally over the weekend. This was the rally at which Donald Trump was supposedly going to support J.D. Vance, although he at one point made fun of J.D. Vance. But that doesn't really matter. Let's look at some of the videos of people who went. This one is unbelievable. Uh, there is a, a woman who is thrilled that Trump called out to her, even though Trump referred to her as this guy, this especially with everything that's going on right now with Trump's transphobia and the resurgence of transphobia among the right. Something about this video just cracks me up. Check this out. What about it was wonderful. President, talk to me. Beforehand or at the end? At the end. I hollered, I loved him. He stopped and he said, I love you too. And then he thought, he said, this guy says he loves me. And I said, well, I'm a woman. <laughs> oh, it's it, it, it. All of these events are completely beyond parody. I mean, it's 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 unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And it's funny because these folks love to say Democrats and the left, you don't know what a woman is. You can't identify a woman. It's so obvious. What's a woman? What's a man? Who's a woman? Who's a man? And then now it's all a big joke that Trump thought this woman was a man. I guess some Republicans struggle with that as well, it seems. And it sort of puts into particular perspective these absurd transphobic anecdotes that Donald Trump now regularly tells at his rallies. Another interview that took place with a rally attendee was actually with a, a January 6th defendant, Mickey Larson, known as the Q Patriot, I guess, was interviewed by Donald Trump's attorney, Christina Bob, who is also an anchor on right side broadcasting. I mean, it, it, every detail is absurd. Take a listen to this. I served the Air Force for 21 years. I'm a January 6th defendant. Can we say that? And I wrote a poem called We're Ready to Fight. I have a copy I'll give to you. Oh, that sounds great. You look fantastic. What prompted the outfit? I started this after the election was stolen. I actually have bought it. By the way, so the, the woman is dressed with, I can't even describe it. She seems to have like a tentacle wig of red, white, and blue, and then like a crazy glitter hat. And it's just, it's an insane outfit. And it's funny because it's like, what, what made you start dressing like this? Well, when they stole the election from Trump, I started dressing like a lunatic. Oh, that makes sense. A Halloween costume. And I was in Arizona doing a Patriot party out there. And my costume was in Abilene, Texas. So I was like, I need to find a reason to wear it. 
is November of 2021 at a MAGA car rally, and then it just became a thing, and now I wear it to all the events. Well, it is great. You look fantastic. It's energizing. I think people are excited. I'm going to bring it over here to Brian, who's got an announcement. To make. Yeah, they're going to try to get it's, it looked like Christina Bob actually got a signal from someone off camera to get away from that. And then this is the last. This is really, really funny. You know how it's a very it's like a point of pride at some of these rallies to say you came from really far away. It really just proves your cultist credentials. But they love to say, oh, I drove five hours, 10 hours, whatever. A woman explains she drove five hours to the Trump rally and the interviewer tries to push on her that the gas prices were probably crazy. And the woman admits, you know, the gas prices really weren't that bad. For what, a year and a half? There's, they've been saying Joe Biden's gas prices are destroying the country. And this woman goes, you know, we came from five hours away. Really, we didn't really pay that much. Gas prices were actually quite reasonable. Every little detail of this cult is putting SNL out of business. I mean, you can't really parody this. And then the last component of this, the last component of this, yes, is Mike Pillow. Let's go to that next. My pillow CEO and founder Mike Lindell, known to us as pillow, the guy who wants to sue the machines. We're doing a class action lawsuit against all machines. He spoke outside the Trump rally in Ohio. Remember, his phone was recently seized by the FBI at a Hardee's drive through pillow is potentially in very serious trouble. Legally, we looked at the search warrant last week. Um, He spoke for almost 90 straight minutes outside the Trump rally. And his brain is mush. His brain is mush. Check this out. I was in Georgia on November, I mean, on uh, January 4th of 2021. And I was down there at that big rally for the two senator runoffs, right? And I said, I, all of a sudden I started praying. I go, God, please let them take both of these senators. And you're going, okay, Mike, you did it. No, okay. The reason I say that I'm a marketer and I'm going if I was if I was working for that evil, I would say, give them back one of these senators so they shut up about the election. Okay, had they done that, maybe not you guys, but most of the people in this country would have said, Mike, you guys, we still have the Senate. We got we'll get them back in 2022. Okay. any idea what he's talking about, anybody? Well, I got news for you. There wouldn't have been a 2022. It would have been over if they would have been smart and just give one back. But instead, you all know exactly where you were when they stole them both. Right. And everyone's going, now what are we going to do? Maybe there was election crime. You know, people that were on the fringe are all going, you know, 100 million people in this country went, now what? Yeah. So not making a lot of sense is Mike Pillow. And then last clip here. As you might remember, again, it was the FBI who executed the search warrant on pillow, took his phone and so on and so forth. Now he says he will be suing the FBI for the violation of basically the entire Bill of Rights. Listen to this. Okay, my lawyers and I got together the last couple of days. We got together over a Hardee's. I couldn't tell you what they have over a Hardee's, you know, chicken sandwich, I guess. On Tuesday, we're suing the United States government and the FBI. We're suing for violating 
fighting our First Amendment rights, our Fourth Amendment rights, our Fifth Amendment rights, and our Sixth Amendment rights. The more amendments he mentions, the more the crowd cheers the lawsuit. Um, really amazing. I mean, truly, truly incredible stuff. And this guy's in serious trouble. He really is. I mean, and we, you know, we like to joke about Pillow. And he was recently all over our Facebook page, leaving all sorts of comments, arguing with many of you, as, as some of you noticed. It's all fun and games until the FBI takes your phone and Mike Pillow could be in serious trouble. And remember, he would be much better off if he had just stuck to selling pillows and slippers and straight jackets or whatever he sells. Uh, he would be better off. Trump would have been better off if he never got involved in any of this stuff. And now it's going to be years of problems for them. But there it is, a complete House of Horrors sideshow outside and before the Trump rally. But the scariest moment, probably the Trump rally itself, those incredibly cult like moments with his uh, fans holding up one finger. And if you know what that was about, let me know. We're still trying to figure it out. Crazy, crazy times in the uh, United States of America. One of our longtime sponsors is Monk Pack, offering low sugar, plant based, keto friendly bars. I love these. They are the perfect snack for anyone trying to eat better or cutting back on sugar and carbs without sacrificing taste. Monk Pack offers granola bars and nut and seed bars, each with only one gram of sugar or less, two to three net carbs and 150 calories or less. I'm a big fan of the macadamia white chocolate nut and seed bar. Great combination of sweet, salty, chewy and crunchy. And there's under one gram of sugar. They come in other awesome flavors like sea salt, dark chocolate, coconut, cocoa chip and caramel sea salt. Monk pack is great if you're doing keto. I don't do keto. But Monk Pack is just great for anyone who wants something delicious on the go without the sugar. And my audience gets 20% off your first order at monkpack.com when you use the coupon code Pacman at checkout. That's M U N K P A C K.com. Get 20% off with coupon code Pacman. The info is in the podcast notes. All right. So as we continue to, in some sense, wait to see what ultimately happens with criminal charges against the failed former president, Donald Trump, he has returned to his Mar-a-Lago home for the first time since the now infamous search warrant that was served, the raid, as many call it, um, in Mar-a-Lago. And Donald Trump is absolutely furious. He's raging that the FBI allegedly didn't uh, take their shoes off. Uh, when they went into his house and all sorts of other crazy things, there's just a lot going on. And some of the cultists were up all night waiting to welcome Donald Trump at, Trump at Mar-a-Lago. So let's go through all of it. A uh, business insider reports Donald Trump is back at Mar-a-Lago and raging about FBI agents not taking off their shoes while searching his bedroom. Donald Trump published a message to Truth Social, also known as Troth Central, where he said, quote, arrived in Florida last night and had a long and detailed chance to check out the scene of yet another government crime. The FBI's raid and break in of my home, Mar-a-Lago. Remember, it was not a crime and it was not a break in. Uh, the FBI showed up with a search warrant. Uh, FBI director signed off on it. Attorney general signed off on it. A judge signed off on it. Perfectly legal. 
Trump going on to say, I guess they don't think there is a Fourth Amendment anymore. And to them, there isn't. Of course, there is no Fourth Amendment violation because of the things I just mentioned. Trump continuing in any event, after what they have done, the place will never be the same. It was, quote, ransacked. Now, why does Trump put ransacked in quotes? Does he mean it wasn't really ransacked? Because when you put it in quotes, it almost suggests he doesn't think it was ransacked anyway. And in far different condition than the way I left it, many agents and they didn't even take off their shoes in my bedroom. Nice, nice. Now, to give you a sense of the level of cultishness that's going on here, there were people waiting for Trump's arrival in the middle of the night, lining the street. Check this out. I'm coming back to his Florida home Sunday night. Dozens of his supporters waiting along the bridge on Southern Boulevard, waving their flags, cheering as he drove through. Yeah, this is a cult. This is a cult. And we it's not even like I'm necessarily passing a value judgment. I mean, I do in other segments, obviously. I think it's an absurd cult based on lies and confusion, but it's it's a cult. And if you we've spoken to cult experts and that is indeed what it is, there's another video This one is from um, this one was from yesterday afternoon, which was hours before Trump even got back. Real America's voice, American Sunrise was there. This was at 8 a.m. And you see all these people holding crosses, some guy dressed as Trump, American flags, Trump flags, other paraphernalia, a sign that said Trump won honk for Trump. just all sorts of different characters, because this, you know, they're, they're waiting to welcome a potential criminal. That's what they're doing here. Now, my prediction is that with Donald Trump back at Mar-a-Lago and understand there's two parts to this one, Trump's back at Mar-a-Lago, which he considers the scene of the crime or whatever. I think it'll be it'll trigger him more than being in New York, um, being back there, and that will probably lead to a particularly unhinged Trump, but also Mar-a-Lago has become a sort of like uh, it's almost like the wedding at the beginning of The Godfather, where all of the acolytes and brown nosers and suck ups are making their pilgrimages, so to speak. And that's what they do at Mar-a-Lago. Trump hosts people, everything, everybody from you know Kyle Rittenhouse to other right wing heroes. Yeah, I know. And so it's likely, I would say, that Trump's visitors are going to fire him up and give him ideas. He'll probably be meeting with lawyers. And so I expect it's going to be a really, really crazy week. Um, One other little note on what's been going on with Trump lately. There has been a preview released by Newsmax of what they're calling a special. And this is a special in which right wing actor John Voight, who's the father of actress Angelina Jolie, um, John Voight, who really has not seemed with it for a while in terms of his connection to reality. He actually wept during the interview or maybe wept is too much. He cried. So this is something else we're going to be watching out for very, very closely. And uh, she came in and you said, I hear you having a little bit of a difficult. And she said, well, I have some cancer issues. And. See, I'm getting emotional. See, this is from the you, you keep saying the champ. You can't, you can't watch the champ without crying. Well, I can't. <laughs> I can't go, go through this story without crying. And you said I'll take care. of Yeah. So uh, a visibly emotional John Voight overcome 
with how good of a person and genuine and caring and all of these other things that we have no evidence for uh, Donald Trump is. So that's the latest there. And we'll keep an eye on Mar-a-Lago this week. Could be could be quite a week. The new thing seems to be fat shaming people who have abandoned the Trump cult. Last week, I played a video for you, which we'll review later of Donald Trump going after William Barr, who is still a right wing nut. I mean, William Barr is still a right wing nut, but William Barr has said, um, you know, these this classified document stuff is crazy and Trump didn't win the election. Yeah, Will William Barr has stated some factual things. Uh, Trump said all he wanted to do is eat. So the next one is that now Trump is fat shaming Chris Christie. Now, Chris Christie is obese. That's absolutely true. But so is Donald Trump. And so there's a couple different factors to this. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. Um, Donald Trump, this is Yahoo News, uh, uh, actually a business insider, it seems. Donald Trump shares fat shaming photo of Chris Christie on Truth Social following critical Mar-a-Lago interview. Donald Trump shared a photo on Truth Social of a large man leaning over a buffet counter. He captioned the post Chris Christie at a Roy Rogers at 11 p.m. in the evening trying to console himself. Trump has been accused of fat shaming Christie after Christie gave a critical ABC News interview. Now, we don't know who the man in the picture is. Take a look at this picture just so if you're watching. It really does look like Chris Christie. And I've been in a room. This is so it sounds like I'm I'm joking, but I've been in a room that had a food station with Chris Christie when we were both at Politicon and behind the scenes, they had a whole food thing for us. It does look like Chris Christie. I mean, I don't know whether it's Chris Christie or not, but Donald Trump posting Chris Christie at a Roy Rogers at 11 p.m. in the evening trying to console himself. Uh, And of course, he is just attacking Chris Christie for being obese. Here is the clip I mentioned of him going after William Barr because Barr is overweight. All he wanted to do was eat. So there's a couple things here. Number one, the criticisms of the people that have abandoned Trump have to be like this, because even though there's still people I don't agree with, you know, John Bolton, William Barr, Chris Christie, and some of them haven't even really abandoned Trump. Some of them have just said, I like Trump, but he's wrong about this one thing. They're Criticisms of Trump are completely substantive in almost all cases. And so it's not like Trump can come back at them with anything substantive because he would just be lying, which he has no problem doing, but it would sort of be very obvious. So instead, he has to go to this type of stuff. Oh, he's fat. He's heavy. This this different type of thing. That's one part of it that he's focusing on this because there's really no substantive response to the things that these folks are saying. The other part of it is that Trump is obese. And so Trump making fun or attacking others because they are overweight is also weird. And, and, you know, I I don't know that I need to give you these numbers necessarily, but just to kind of like check my math, Trump claims to be six foot three and two thirty nine. Now, that would put him like us right on the edge of being obese, according to BMI. Now, BMI is not a perfect metric. We know that if you're a bodybuilder, a BMI will say you're obese and that's not relevant or accurate in in any kind of operational sense. But 
for a lot of people, it gives us kind of an idea. Now, I don't believe Trump's 6'3", and I don't believe Trump is 239, and most people don't. We know Trump's not 6'3", because Barack Obama is 6'2", and Tom Brady is 6'4", and when Trump's next to Brady, even wearing what we, it's pretty widely known Trump wears lifts, wearing whatever shoes Trump wears, he's notably shorter than Tom Brady. So he's nowhere near 6'3", Brady's 6'4", and he seems to be about the same height or slightly shorter than Barack Obama. So when you know that and you say, well, Trump is conservative, Trump has to weigh at least 255. He might weigh 265. If Trump is 6'2 or 6'1 and weighs 255 or 265, it's it's all obese. It's all obesity. So do I care that Trump's obese? No, Trump doesn't exercise and eats a terrible diet. It's kind of not shocking, but he's going after people a lot because they are obese or overweight when he himself is, of course, as well. So this is another, you know, what are the principles that we continue to see? Um, Republicans claim to have one set of principles and abandon them when it's inconvenient. Uh, Trump, uh, Trump and other Republicans, they love to make allegations, which we later learn were actually almost like confessions of the things they were doing or the things that they plan to do themselves. Voter fraud, uh, trying to steal an election they didn't win is, of course, at the top of the list. And um, also, uh, claiming that they are about policy and substance and whatever else, and then fat shaming their uh, political opponents when they can't come up with anything substantive to say. So their principles actually don't matter. They only care about their principles when they are convenient. We have a voicemail number, and that number is 2192 David P. Uh, this, some of you might like this. The San Antonio troll has come out of the woodwork, and he is once again slamming me for things I never said and that I don't believe we have been hearing from the San Antonio troll for years. And one of the hallmarks of the calls to our voicemail number from the San Antonio troll is that he will slam me and criticize me for things that he must have either made up altogether uh, or heard on a different show because they don't reflect in any way things that I've said on this program. This is an exact uh, uh, example of that here. The San Antonio troll slams me for the things I said and the things I believe about the Ron DeSantis, Martha's Vineyard stunt. Um, he's just confused. And for those of you who listen to other progressive shows, let me know if you can tell who he might actually be talking about. Pac-Man, it is the uh, uh, your dear old friend, San Antonio Troll. Yeah, um, I'm from Texas. And I saw you flip out about this story where, oh my God, there's any migrants to Wasn't this show? I wasn't flipping out at all. Um, I think it's funny you're flipping out and getting kind of a little triggered. And it's funny that they, the you know, the great rich wealthy people of Martha's Vineyard already deported these people. So it, it it's not a deportation when you go to a different state. First of all. And secondly, as I've talked about earlier, Martha's Vineyard is a tiny island with very few jobs and even fewer jobs off season. There's a few hotels and, you know, a couple stop and shops there. There's very little to do. So there's just no jobs there for the immigrant. I mean, this whole concept of deportation is crazy. Um, and you. But, and by the way, the last before today, 
and this voicemail was left over the weekend. I hadn't even talked about the immigrants leaving Martha's Vineyard. So this couldn't possibly be about anything I said. But you've always been in favor of open borders. What's the matter? All of a sudden. Not not this show. As many of you know, I have never been in favor of open borders. As I have said before, we need a path to citizenship for those who came here as minors and are still here. And this is really their home. We need immigration reform. The wall is pretty dumb. I have never been for open borders. In fact, there are people in my audience to my left who do want open borders. And I've said, no, countries are allowed to have a border and to enforce it. But let's do it in a way that makes sense. No, 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 it's cheap. This proves my point of liberalism. You everything is the moral high ground with you. You are the you're more like, oh, we should let everybody in. We should give this to everybody. We should. That's never been something I've said. Do this for nobody should carry around guns. It's very easy to take these holier than thou positions when you live two thousand miles away. Yeah, not positions I've taken, but talk to somebody who maybe has taken them. That's all, Pac Man. Two thousand miles away in your big double gated community with armed security guards at the front at the ready. Very easy to say, hey, let everybody into our borders. Yep. Okay. So anyway, I've never said let everybody in. Very, very confused individual. My here's my request. I am more than in, it's not I'm willing. I'm interested in receiving critiques of my views, being corrected. I issue corrections, all of that. But call in and talk to me about something I've said. That's my that's my request. All right. We have a fantastic bonus show for you today. Oh, the bonus show where you want to make money. Everybody else that makes money to fund themselves is bad. All of Puerto Rico is without electricity as Hurricane Fiona has made landfall. I hope that Joe Biden's response to this hurricane is going to be better than that of Donald Trump during Trump's term. We're going to talk about it. We are going to talk about the special master assigned to review the documents taken from Trump's Mar-a-Lago. His name is Raymond Deary. We'll tell you all about him. And we are also going to talk about Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, challenging Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to a debate after migrants were sent to Massachusetts, as we have extensively covered all of those stories and more on two days bonus show. Don't miss it. Sign up at joinpacman.com and I'll see you then.